This is The Jerry Callahan Show. What a weekend. Joe Biden did his first sit-down interview since February. And if you didn't see it, don't worry, because the White House walked back just about everything he said. We'll get to some of the uh, highlights of that. Um, The the trans protest outside the uh, Boston Children's Hospital went about how you'd expect. One side was civil and respectful. The other side was out of control. We have a scandal in college football because... uh, the fans of one team chanted a ugly, racist, hateful chant at another team. And this time we actually have proof. Doc Rivers was uh, liking big bootied women on uh, Twitter. But of course, the Sixers said he was hacked. He was hacked. I don't think that flies anymore. Saturday Night Live has uh, its first um, its first bi- non-binary character. Uh, but not its first funny character in a long time. We'll we'll play you some of the uh, stand-up from the first non-binary uh, primetime player, and it is even worse than you think. It is absolutely awful. Martha's Vineyard, they're still patting themselves on the back. These people are amazing. 44 hours, they had uh, migrants in their community, and they want you to know, those migrants, they enriched them. They enriched the folks of Martha's Vineyards so much so that they booted them off the island in less than two days. We got, we got some uh, some reaction from some of the vineyard residents, and you and you won't believe it. These people are just insufferable. We'll get to that and lots more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and they can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to think that. Many VPNs claim to have a no logs policy, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trust server technology. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. Well, we got an update from London. Let's start with an update from London. The queen is still dead and they are still marching her remains, driving her remains through the streets of the UK. It's amazing. I I tried to watch some news this morning. Not possible. Every channel, I mean every channel, has wall-to-wall coverage of a funeral of one old lady who died of old age. I don't know how long this goes on for. I know uh, Joe Biden and Jill Biden were there. And of course, they didn't follow the uh, recommendations. They didn't fly commercial. They didn't take the bus. They had a a, uh, procession of of, uh, SUVs and limos. Of course, uh, they don't care about their carbon footprint. They cut the line, too. They didn't have to wait in that, uh, whatever it was, 20 hours in line to look at a casket. This is just, it's just amazing. They're all still playing dress up. They're all still pretending 
there's something special about this one old lady. I mean, that's just, again, I'll say it. It's so un-American. That's not what America is about. I'm, I'm sitting here watching uh, Sharon Osbourne and Piers Morgan talk about this ceremony. Like I'm supposed to give a damn. I mean, maybe I understand in London, you know, she's kind of your, uh, your fairy tale figurehead. And uh, yeah, you like the way she carried herself. That's fine. But people die. 96 year old people die. It's not, there's, there's nothing different about this than there would be about any, any other 96 year old lady uh, passing away. But I got a little excited this morning because I was watching at one point, the limo was going down the street and all the, all these, everyone in the whole welfare family, the whole Royal family's marching behind it. You got to uh, see Meghan Markle, you get to see her hat and get to see what William is wearing and Harry is wearing and how, how what Kamala, whatever her name is, the horse face uh, queen consort is wearing. Uh, but they started throwing things and I got excited. I said, Oh, this could be good. Maybe this could you know, be a brawl, be a, be a riot. Cause someone threw something, but they're flowers. They're throwing flowers at the casket. These people are shameless. You're not supposed to worship other people. All right. You worship your God. You worship Jesus. If you want, or Allah, you don't worship a, an old lady who wore a crown because you know, who her, her parents were it's just so absurd. Yes, Queen's Coffin makes final journey to Windsor. Are you sure? I sure? I'll, I'll believe when I see it. This thing is never going to end. Didn't she die like a month ago? And we get to look. We get to look at that inbred dork, Charles, the new king. All hail the new king. Gee, I hope his servants put the right amount of toothpaste on his toothbrush this morning. I hope they they ironed his shoelaces just right because you know he's a man of the people. And uh, any minute now, he's going to he's going to make some speech about climate change and how we're all going to die. And he's going to get his private jet or his limo, go to one of his dozen castles around the UK. God, these people are just just they're just so insufferable. They really are. But I don't want to waste any more time. We got so much to get to on this Monday. It was indeed a wild weekend. It began on Friday. We were uh, discussing this on our Friday show, but. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Martha's Vineyard folks that, that act as if they did some great philanthropic thing. They, they, they gave uh, a bunch of illegal aliens, you know, some Fruit Loops and some uh, pizza and then spent the weekend patting themselves on the back. They did it right. Let me say that. They kicked, they called the National Guard and kicked these illegal aliens out of their community because no one, uh, no one wants to play a part in Joe Biden's lawless scheme to change the demographics of this country. The amazing thing is how these same people, these same people from Martha's or anywhere, New York, you name it, California, who talks about how they, they, their heart bleeds for these poor immigrants um, and how we, we can't do enough for them. They didn't let these people stay for two days, 44 hours from the time they touched down in uh, Martha's Vineyard on their private jets from Florida, a absolutely brilliant move by DeSantis. The move, this move gets better every day because it exposes these frauds. As I and many other people point out in June, there was a tractor trailer truck sealed up with 53 migrants in the back. They died. All of them. They died in uh, just an excruciating death. They were baked to death you think these people in Martha's Vineyard, do you think they missed a, a, a meal? Do you think they missed a sip of Chardonnay uh, morning 
those 53 migrants. Of course not. They don't give a damn about these people. They don't want them on their island. It gave them a chance to do like, you know, kind of like the royal family, to play dress up for a day, to say, look, I'm going to volunteer at the kitchen. I'm going to go down and I'm going to serve meals to these poor migrants. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to wave to them. But the, my favorite visual of the weekend was these people, these Martha's Vineyard residents cheering as the buses that Charlie Baker, who's just the worst. I mean, Charlie Baker provided them with cover. He sent the National Guard. By the way, he never sent the National Guard to anywhere in the summer of 2020 when there were riots and arson and they were burning police cars and attacking cops. Don't need the National Guard for that. We need the National Guard for this. So they sent 100 and, like 120 National Guardsmen in buses to take these 50 Venezuelan immigrants, illegal aliens, to the Cape to put them up on a uh, on, on joint base, Cape Cod, on a military base. And, and they've been provided with uh, therapists and lawyers, lawyers to help them uh, you know, facilitate their, their stay here and I'm sure sign up for every imaginable benefit. But if you haven't been paying attention, the, the, most, the, the most amazing thing was these people on Martha's Vineyard taking credit, taking credit. This is, again, uh, we, we, we talked about it Friday. There were 50 people who arrived, illegal, illegal aliens, 50 on an island that has probably more available housing, more beds, more hotels, more inns, more empty Airbnbs um, than anywhere in the world right now. And their uh, shelter coordinator said, oh, no, they can't stay here. No room at the inn for those poor folks. So they couldn't get them on the buses fast enough. And I will remind you that uh, one Texas community, one, Eagle Pass, has had almost 50,000 immigrants dumped in their community. 50,000. El Paso is so overrun right now. The Democrat mayor of El Paso is sending busloads of immigrants to New York City. So you can't make it a partisan issue. They're overwhelming Democrat communities and Republican communities. Every one of these places, Del Rio and, and El Paso and Eagle Pass, they're all completely overrun by design. This is Joe Biden's policy. This is Joe Biden's lawless policy to just overrun uh, the, the southern border with people who will, he hopes, eventually vote uh, vote for Democrats. And by the way, the Scott Pelley interview, which we'll get to with, with uh, his friend Joe Biden, never asked about the southern border. Never. And I saw somebody on Twitter say he didn't ask any border questions. Oh, yes, he did. He asked about the Ukrainian border. He asked about the Taiwan border. Just not our border. It doesn't matter because the, the whole point of the interview was to help Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden's comms team from CBS sitting down to talk about all his wonderful achievements. And by the way, his devout Catholic faith. Again, if you haven't seen it, it'll make it'll, it. It's, it's nauseating what this sycophant Scott Pelly did with this interview. And even that, even even sitting down with one of his strong supporters, Joe Biden stepped in it a half a dozen times. We led to that. I want to, uh, I want to uh, get the the Martha's Vineyard thing because it's just it, let me find, it's just so comical. The by the way, uh, the fiscal year ends on October first. Right now, in the fiscal year, seven hundred eighty-two immigrants have died trying to come to this country. Have drowned in the Rio Grande. Have died in the desert. Have died in the back of tracked sealed up tractor trailer trucks. Seven hundred eighty-two 
died. This is this is a scandal, a huge scandal. And people like those in in Martha's Vineyard or New York City or Washington, D.C. or Chicago, they don't care. Just don't don't bring it to my doorstep. It is the most brilliant political move ever because DeSantis just exposed them all as lying hypocrites. They don't want to do their part. They don't want to share the pain. They want the, the, the working class communities on the Southern border to suffer. They don't care. They don't just don't, don't get any on me. And if you haven't seen it yet, these people are just, just stomach turning on, on Martha's vineyard. They want you to know that the migrants enrich them all enrich them all. They, they, they had an amazing effect, amazing influence on the people of Martha's Vineyard, and they couldn't, couldn't kick their brown asses out of off the island fast enough. Uh, we have some sound. We have the uh, shelter coordinator, correct? What's her name? Lisa Belcastro. This is the blonde woman who said immediately, as soon as they got there, and they were setting up their, you know, their shelter for them with the cots and the food, and people rushing to bring old clothes that they were going to throw out or go to give the goodwill. They were rushing to bring some, some used clothes, some used underwear to these people in front of the cameras. And they were rushing to bring them a, a, a pizza that they picked up, but uh, you know, Domino's on the way and say, look at me. I care about these people. I care about those less fortunate. Just get them the hell off my Island. But the shelter coordinator, uh, the CNN did a long piece, which is just comical. You really, I, I should read it. Because uh, it's just hilarious, making it seem like they did all they could for these poor folks, and they hated to see them go. They enriched us. Uh, this <laughs> here's the lead: Edgartown, Massachusetts, CNN. After sharing hugs and teary goodbyes with roughly 50 migrants who had arrived unexpectedly by plane on this affluent vacation island, the volunteers who sheltered them at an Episcopal church carried out tables and chairs, packed food into trucks, and folded portable cots. A a familiar quiet descended by Friday afternoon on the tree-lined downtown block of Martha's Vineyard, where Jackie Stallings, 56, could not stop thinking about a young woman, a Venezuelan, she was 23 but looked 15, who sat with her in the St. Andrews Parish the night before. The asylum seeker showed Stallings cell phone video taken during the journey across a remote Central American jungle, pointing out migrants who died along the way. Quote, it was like she was showing me a cat video, but it was actually their journey, what they endured to get here, (laughs) said Stallings, a member of the Mother's Vineyard Community Service nonprofit. There were bodies and moms with babies trying to get through mud. That was like clay. The heartbreaking part is seeing these beautiful young ladies become desensitized. said Larkin Stallings, an Oak Bluff bar owner. For them, they just flip and show you a picture. And they have all these dramatic photos of these frauds. Um, First of all, when you go through 10 countries, you're no longer an asylum seeker because you could have sought asylum in any of those countries. They're not seeking asylum. They're seeking help, handouts from, from Uncle Sap, obviously. And they thought they probably thought they were going to get it on Martha's Vineyard because these people were crying and hugging them and giving them food. And they said, oh, this is great. And the next thing you know, the buses are warming up to get their asses off the island. But the story just goes on and on and talks to a whole bunch of these frauds. And it's full of lies, of course. It says they didn't know where they were going. That's a lie. DeSantis disproved that. 
they had to sign waivers. They knew where they were going. They wanted to go. And why not? I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to Martha's Vineyard? Hell, there's a whole bunch of Venezuelan refugees sleeping on the streets of El Paso, sleeping on sidewalks. Instead, you can go to Martha's Vineyard, place where Barack Obama lives and John Kerry and Oprah, place with millions of or hundreds of thousands of available beds and food and bleeding heart liberals just dying to help you. Of course, they want, knew where they were going and wanted to go there. And I don't blame them. They didn't realize these people were all lying hypocrites. They believed them. They believed they, they would take them in, let them stay in their homes, provide them with maybe get them jobs, get them uh, health, uh, child care, health care, get them all that. I mean, that's the promise of America, right? Everything free in America. Anyway, we have some sound from these frauds and, and it's just what you'd expect. They're just such freaking hypocrites. Uh, who do we got? Who do we got first? Ironhead. Uh, we just got uh, uh, Lisa Belcastro talking about. Okay, this is the, the one struggle. who said we can't take them here. No, we don't have room for them here. We have a housing crisis. And immediately, if you're if you weren't watching, you know, like mainstream news or CNN, immediately people did that whole map, like the Airbnb map, where there's thousands and thousands of empty beds. It's Martha's Vineyard, summer's over. All the inns, all the hotels, all the vacation homes are empty. And they could have put these 50 people up in luxury for years if they wanted to. But of course they didn't. They don't, they don't mind brown people as long as they're trimming their hedges, cutting their lawn, you know, watering their garden. That's okay. If they're, but if they're showing up just looking for uh, a little compassion, a little charity, Oh, no, sir. Not Martha's Vineyard. Not in my backyard. What frauds. Let's listen. My heart breaks for them because they were not the first priority. They're in my heart forever. I don't know what else to say. So it was only two days. Two days she's and crying. she's broken up like she's that. She's hugging and crying, and they're in my heart forever. In my heart forever. And she, you know what? They, they could stay. Then you have a home. You have all kinds of. Home. I mean, you have. I mean, you're the the shelter coordinator. You don't have a lot of else to do. If they're in your heart forever, why don't you take care of them? Oh, and one after another, just say, oh, one guy brags he brought them candy. Yes, he spent a hundred dollars on candy. Uh, and I want to get to the guy who said they were enriched. I love this. They enriched us, but, uh, couldn't get them rid of them fast enough after being enriched for 44 hours. I'm just going to plead with Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSavage, please, please, please do it again. Do it again. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, a volunteer with the Harbor Homes nonprofit said, there, the year-round community is very strong because you kind of are isolated here. Whether it's the ferry or bad weather, you're stuck here. We're used to helping each other. We're used to dealing with people in need. And we're super happy, like they enriched us. We're happy to help them on their journey. Well, what if their journey, Sean uh, O'Sullivan, you fraud, what if their journey is to get to Edgartown? And they're saying, wow, this is a great place, full of liberals who claim that this is a sanctuary destination. This is the, our kind of place, plenty of room, plenty of beds, food, loving, happy people. And then they look around, and there's the bus, and, and, that, and, and Sean O'Sullivan's like pointing, there you go, get on the bus, get the hell out of here. 
and they're crying and hugging them. And, and they don't give it. And, and the thought, imagine sitting in, in a Eagle Pass, Del Rio, when you have 50,000 illegal aliens dumped in your town, 50,000, and they have 50, 5 and the, all the attentions on them and how they care and how they, oh, they, they're enriched and they've been touched and they're crying because they, because it's over after 42 hours. Just incredible. What lying frauds. I'm just praying. I mean, I want them to send some plane loads, bus loads to Rehoboth Beach. That's the next move for DeSantis or Abbott. It really is. But why not? Just keep loading them up and sending them here. Why not send another plane load or two to Martha's Vineyard? It worked beautifully, uh, Governor DeSantis. Keep going. Don't stop. I want to get the numbers. Uh, get the numbers, which which are you know obviously ignored uh, that that we've seen. Uh, I gave you that number. Seven hundred and eighty-two immigrants have died. The year's not over. We got a couple more weeks. Almost eight hundred have died trying to get in this country and not one of these people on Martha's Vineyard or in New York city, another sanctuary destination uh, will denounce the policy that lured them here. Joe Biden, his policy is the reason these people are dead. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Martha's Vineyard population. Um, uh, 17,000 migrant encounters 50. Del Rio, Texas, population 34,000, migrant encounters 49,563. CNN just did a story. I just did it. It has to be like 2,000 words on the impact those 50 people had on the people of the vineyard. Have they ever done a story, gone down to Del Rio and talked to the residents? Uh, I mean, this is the other brilliant uh, side of this from DeSantis. It it not only did it bring attention to Martha's Vineyard and all the hypocrites in that sanctuary community, but it it, it forced them to pay some attention to the southern border to say, what is going on here? By the way, those people, I believe, were shipped from Texas to Florida. So Joe Biden can ship them somewhere and, and none of the mainstream media says a word. Joe Biden has now flown, I think, numbers over 400,000, oftentimes in the dead of the night, just dumped them off. So he's done it to hundreds of thousands of immigrants, just flown them places and dumped them off. And you hear nothing from the uh, the, the Albert Breers of the media, nothing from the Chris Azes in the media or the Chuck Todds. They don't care. As long as Biden's doing it, it's fine. It's cool. I mean, even if they're dying in the back of trucks or drowning in the river, um, doesn't matter. Joe Biden's doing it. They're in. Joe, Ron DeSantis does it, and it's cruel and inhumane. And they all get up on their soapboxes and say how, how heartless Ron DeSantis is. Well, DeSantis didn't kill any of those 800 migrants who've died in the last year trying to get here because Biden has made it clear our borders are open and our and – our, our, the benefits are all for the taking. Our, our, all the goodies, all the uh, handouts, all the freebies are waiting for you. So they're swimming over the river. Well, if they really want to send Someone a message, to- if they really want to send a message, now send a plane full of 200 people 
and just keep doing it. So then they they can they're like they're doing their whole thing like, oh, we helped these fifty. Now what what are you doing? That keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. You should do it today, today, because I mean, honest to God, that that is true. What happened in New York and Chicago and D.C. was they got a busload, a lot of attention, cameras. Eric Adams denounced it. Muriel Bowser said they can't handle it when they had a couple of hundred in their sanctuary community, but they're not stopping. They keep coming. I believe it's like 9,000 have been shipped to New York city and they're going to keep coming. You can't just make it a, a, a one day thing, a quick stunt. It was so wonderfully effective. He has to keep doing it. Keep doing it. Do it today. Ron DeSantis. Oh, they, they kept, they're bringing buses to, uh, I believe from Texas to, uh, uh, Kamala Harris's residence and dumping them off outside the Naval Observatory. So they're literally getting off the bus in front of her residence. When she was asked about it, she ran away because she is a vapid, simple-minded, stupid woman, honest to God. She's tweeting about climate justice last night or yesterday. Our, our climate justice must be uh, rooted in, in equity. What the hell are you talking about? We got lots of problems. Climate justice isn't one of them, but Anyway, that was a treat to watch, and I hope he keeps doing it. And uh, unfortunately, all the networks are busy covering the friggin' funeral. Queen's still dead, by the way. Update: Queen oh, is still dead. I thought something changed. <laughs> Thank you for telling no, me. No, she's, still, she's still dead. She's still dead. And uh, and uh, Prince Ch- King Charles. I'm sorry, I almost called him Prince. King Charles is still in it. Uh, I, I don't even. I don't even get it. Don't get me going. I don't want to get going on this again. I don't even get it. Why do, I mean, I understand it's kind of a good lead into the view. If you're some brainless, you know, housewife sitting somewhere in America and yeah, isn't she pretty? Look at Megan's hat. But what serious person, what, you know, like, who cares? They're, they're burying some old lady in, in London. So what? Uh, let's get to more important issues like our president who did his first sit down interview since February. You know, it's amazing that, Obviously, if it'd be a whole different deal. If with Donald Trump, he'd be doing sit-down interviews with people who hate him and are there to trip him up and embarrass him. That's what Leslie Stahl did when she uh, did her last interview with Trump and he schooled her uh, about the whole Russian hoax. But anyway, you know Scott Pelley loves you. You know he supports you. You know he would fight for you. You know he's there to make you look good. And Biden, even in that, under those circumstances, can't help but step in it. It's it just it's uncomfortable. Again, he sat there and and, and Pelly asked about his mental state. People say, you know, you've been accused, say, you know, you're slowing down or you're not that, uh, you know, not that sharp anymore. And he says, watch me. You don't think I can do it? Watch me. You don't think I have the energy? Uh, okay, we watched. You don't. You're not fit for the job. You literally said... Uh, we would defend Taiwan with our military. So we'll go to war if China goes into Taiwan. We'll go to war against China, which is absurd and insane. And the minute the interview's over, the White House comms team is walking that back. You said the pandemic is over. On the same weekend, the New York City fired, I think it was like 2,000 teachers and teacher's aides. Get that number for me, uh, Ironhead. They just did it, I think, on Friday. School starting and they're firing teachers who don't have a vaccine that doesn't work. <laughs> and, and, and you got a president saying the pandemic is over. Okay, good. The pandemic is over. Can we stop this, this madness of kicking people out of the military of, of firing teachers and cops 
because they don't have this useless shot. It just, it's, I mean, they, they think they walked that back too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they said that was not in the planned, in the planned remarks, which is amazing. It's an interview. It's a Q and a, I mean, do you have any doubt that, CBS and Amazon, 750,000 hourly employees. Okay, what are you doing? What are you, what the I, hell are you I had the Fox News article about the firings in a pop-up started playing. <sighs> okay, turn the volume down on the pop-up. Uh, do you have the number that they fired? How many teachers? 850. How many? 850. 850 teachers and teachers aides fired in New York City. And this is happening in, you know, these crazy left-wing places around the country. They're still firing people for not getting a vaccine that we know now doesn't work. <laughs> and we have a president saying the pandemic is over. Uh, he, he, he kind of, obviously Joe Biden just lied from the beginning to the end. It was one lie after another. He said he knew nothing about the Mar-a-Lago raid, which we know is a lie. That was mm-hmm. a proven that the judge had that order that said this was, uh, I, I forget, okayed or condoned or whatever by the sitting president. So we know he knew, of course he knew. And he sits there and flat out lies and, and doesn't miss a beat. It's amazing. Obviously, he's not all there. Obviously, he's, he's in cognitive decline. But his instinct is to just lie with, you know, cavalierly, casually, comfortably lie, knowing that a media person slash supporter of his, like Pelly, won't call him on it. I don't believe he mentioned the border. I don't believe he used the word fentanyl. I don't believe. Hell, there was nothing about the, the, the big news of Martha's Vineyard and the governor sending immigrants to the migrants to these cities, sanctuary cities, nothing unless they have it, you know, like it's coming up in part two, but the most sickening, we have a few cuts, but the most sickening one to me is always a devout Catholic who prays the rosary. Can, I mean, you're, you're, you're not the sharpest guy around Ironhead. Do you think Joe Biden's a devout Catholic? Well, if he was, I think his abortion stance would be a little different. That would a little be a little problematic. Yeah. This is, again, to, to sum it up, I mean, I know the media doesn't want to talk about this. This is a man who supports abortion, unconditional abortion, for any reason up to the moment of birth. So you can have a woman nine months pregnant, nine months showing anything, due date tomorrow, due date today. And they could uh, terminate the pregnancy, kill the viable baby. That's the position of this buffoon in the White House, this soulless ghoul in the White House. That is the position. You can't do that, be that, support that, and call yourself a devout Catholic. And he prays the rosary. This guy can't read a teleprompter. (laughs) You think he prays the rosary? Just, I mean, uh, as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that, I was watching. I said, okay, this whole interview is a joke. This whole interview is a setup. This is a, a guy, a, a network, CBS, left-wing, 60 Minutes, hardcore left-wing show, designed, showed up at the White House and said, how can we help you, Mr. President? Oh, why don't you mention my son, Bo, again, and my wife who died 50 years ago, my, my daughter, and how I struggle you know, because I've been through so much. They, You know what else? He asked about Hunter and, of course, set him up put it on a T from say, I love my son. And he had no effect on anything. He doesn't say the word laptop. Didn't say the word laptop. When we have this treasure trove of, of evidence of corruption in the Biden family, in the Biden white house on the laptop, I'll guarantee you this stooge, this, this bootlick and lick spittle 
never even read the laptop from hell, doesn't even know what's on the laptop just because he doesn't want to know. But uh, I don't know if you have the sound. Oh, that's the other thing. Pelly said, you have a, a string of legislative successes, but your approval rating still not going. What's the problem? And Joe Biden says this because people have mental problems or something. He was rambling about, oh, it's a tough time and everyone's recovering from COVID and they just can't appreciate my greatness like you can, Scott. Ugh, let's get to some uh, of this uh, foot bath, the foot massage that 60 Minutes gave this empty husk of a man in the Oval Office last night. Go ahead. You have lived a long life of triumph and tragedy. In November, you'll be 80. And I wonder what it is that keeps you in the arena. Well, look, um, hold on. Stop right there. there. I've had tragedies. Is that is that a real question? (laughs) I wonder what keeps you in the arena. That's just, I mean, honest to God, have some dignity, Scott Pelley. Have some pride. You're supposed to be caught. You consider yourself a journalist. You've had triumphs and tragedies. What keeps you in the, what keeps you going? Uh, We want everyone to know you've suffered so much and you're just giving your best to the American people and they just don't appreciate you, Mr. President, like I do. Oh, God. This is the United States Commander, for God's sake. This is a mean, nasty, vindictive old man. And his belly's job was to soften his image, make him look like just a kindly old grandfather. You're almost 80. Your mind is shot. You're, you're, the thing that drives Biden every day is revenge. Destroy Donald Trump. Destroy his critics and anybody who will point out that he's a liar and he's corrupt. And any, that's, what, that's, why, that's what makes him tick. That's what gets him out of bed in the morning. That and the... Uh, in the uh, wet diaper uh but go ahead let's let's listen to more of this this love making session what it is that keeps you in the arena well look um i've had tragedies i've lost part of my soul and i lost my son Bo, and that keeps me going i've lost my wife and my daughter in an accident i think of all the people who've gone through what i've gone through and a lot more without what i had I had an incredibly supportive family. There's so many. He's whispering again. He's whispering to the guy. He's like, oh, you're actually standing pretty close to me. I don't know why I'm talking. I have a incredible fan support. Uh, uh, what else you got? Anything else? The whole thing was nauseating. Uh, except when you, you know, when your president says, yes, we're going to go to war with China over Taiwan. I mean, fortunately, I don't have a son in the military or I don't have a family at a you imagine hearing that? I have a good friend whose son just enlisted. He's down in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, as we speak. And I'm thinking that she, he, and they got to be watching this, getting a little nervous, knowing that we have this corrupt man and 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 he's talking about going to war if China invades Taiwan. Really, we're going to send in warplanes, ships. And, and, and defend Taiwan. Uh, they walked that back, uh, fortunately. And they also, I believe, walked back. They walked back the thing where uh, he said the pandemic is over. There's no way to walk they it back, though, because they were just like, do you, uh, will you support Taiwan? And he's like, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. We're gonna, how long will we be in Ukraine, he asks. He says, as long as it takes. So we'll continue with throwing over whatever. It's 50 billion to the uh, corrupt Ukrainian government. We're going to just keep sending it and sending it. Uh, we just keep laundering money and protecting the Biden 
racket over there. I don't know what else. I don't know. Nobody supports endless war in Ukraine. Nobody just crazy. But um, uh, what else we got? Let's this, listen. To some this more. is the part of that clip I found funny with uh, the comic that he had framed from his dad. I don't know if you recall this part. Uh, no, play it. Other inspiration I, I in a cartoon that his father had framed. In it, the Viking Hagar confronts God after a lightning strike, a blow like those endured by the president. And he's looking up, and once he says, why me, God? The next scene, a voice from heaven, why not? That's my dad. Why not, Joey? Why not you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Think of that. Think of that. This is a guy who's been in government 50 years, who's fabulously wealthy, who's worth probably, we'll, we'll find out in the end, hundreds of millions of dollars, most of it ill-gotten gains through his through his crackhead son. You know, has beach houses and mansions and, you know, just riches beyond his. He's not a very bright man. He finished at the bottom of his class in law school. He plagiarized throughout his life. And he wants you to feel bad for him. Why me? Why me? Because, you know, he had some some people in his life die in the last 60, 70, whatever it is, 50, 60 years. That's tragic. That's awful. But lots of people have been through tragedy and, and not been rewarded like this hack. That's what Pelly's job was, to make you feel for the man and help try to bump up his approval ratings. That's why he's there. We got anything else from this? Uh, yeah, I got two more. I got uh, Biden um, talking about being fit for the job or him talking about his approval rating. I think it was a pro- similar. I think he was like, you know, obviously the goal again, Pelly's job was to help him with the approval ratings and he did his best, but I don't think it's going to work. Go ahead. Let's listen. Why don't those people, why don't those dumb American people love you, Mr. President? Why don't they love you? You're, why don't they love you, Joey? He should have called him Joey. Well, I, he goes around like uh, he really wants people to call him Joey and no one does. So he has to say it all the time. So people will start. And that's the tell when he says, Joey, you know, he's lying. <laughs> you know, he's making it up. If he says, my dad said, Joey, love is love. <laughs> when his father saw two gay guys. <laughs> yeah. My dad was real pissed. The headboard was smashing the wall last <laughs> night. <laughs> two, two gay guys were kissing in 1957. And Joey, Joey, they just love you. That's love. That's uh, people love you. Like, what? What are you talking? (laughs) You're just making that up. Uh, This is his first interview since February 10th. And I think uh, it probably, they're probably telling themselves it went well because, you know, he didn't like wet himself or wander off into traffic. His fake teeth didn't fall out. So they probably said he did okay. And probably did his job. It could have. It wasn't live. Uh, that's true. They probably edited it afterwards and uh, to, did their best to make him. And the mortician did a good job again. He looks almost lifelike. All right, let's let's hear a couple more before we move on. Go ahead. You have had a string of legislative successes recently. <laughs> How's an old guy do that? But serious question. Your <laughs> approval rating in the country is well below fifty percent, and I wonder why you think that is. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in the history of this country. We're going to make decisions and we're making decisions now that are going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic is profound. 
Uh, he goes on and on. Uh, just this um, uh, amazing. Why can't the why can't the people uh, recognize that you're having a string of successes? Yeah, you blew three hundred million on climate change nonsense and and an inflation reduction act, which is just more pork for you supporters. You've you've blown fifty billion in Ukraine. Lots of Ukraine legislative successes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he asked about inflation and Biden was, Oh, it's, it just went up an inch. He said, it just went up an inch, yeah. an inch, an inch. What, what the hell are you talking about? It was embarrassing as you'd expect, but uh, Scott Pelley was there to hold them, you know, when he got to console him through those tough times. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they did the rosary together last night after the interview. Maybe let's 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 do a hail mary together, Scott. Okay, Mister President Joey. Oh, nauseating! All right, we got much more to get to. What a crazy weekend! Lots of good stuff here. Do you want me to do? Uh, what do we want to do here before we get to uh, all this stuff? You can do my pillow. All right, let's do my pillow. Let's. I, I want to do my pillow. Because uh, because Mike Mike Lindell's he needs us he's our guy we're we're uh, we're there for you Mike uh, and then we'll get to this trans protest outside Children's Hospital in Boston and uh, Doc Rivers uh, <laughs> kinky Twitter search and of course the first non-binary character on Saturday Night Live and it is not Pat you probably thought it was Pat it is not Pat it is Meat Brick and she's every bit as awful as you'd expect. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com, promo code Jerry. Uh, Bill, we told you about Billboard Chris. He's uh, an activist who is uh, devoted his life to uh, exposing these clinics and hospitals that were mutilating children. You know, it's in the name of gender ideology. Uh, we went through this a couple of weeks ago when Boston Children's uh, they had a video. They admitted it on the video. By the way, if you follow Billboard Chris, he reposted. I don't know if I retweeted it, but. It, uh, he posted the video again where they admit to doing uh, gender surgery, gender affirming surgeries on kids. That's uh, double mastectomies on girls who want to be boys. That's uh, castrating boys who want to be girls. Again, Boston Children's does some wonderful work. This isn't it. This is obscene. This is grotesque. And uh, Billboard Chris and a few others, libs of TikTok, are just trying to draw your attention to it, trying to point out what they're doing. I think a guy like Billboard Chris is on the right side of history. I think when people stop and think about it, they're going to say, you can't wait till you're 18 to whack off your popo. I mean, that's, that's not asking a lot. You can't wait till you're eight. I mean, puberty blockers are insane anyway. Just, I mean, if you want to, if you're confused, fine. You, know, you can see therapy. You can go to support groups. You can change. You can wear what you want. You can change your name and your pronouns. 
You can't go to these world-renowned hospitals and have doctors mutilate your body. It's just crazy, crazy time. And he's pointed this out along with Libs of TikTok and a few others. And he came to Boston yesterday with his sandwich board and he's completely, he's totally composed and he's, he's talks to people. And so let's talk about this. He just wants people to understand what they're doing in these clinics and hospitals and say, do you agree with that? Taking like a 12 year old boy and, and castrating him because he th- thinks he's a girl. You can't wait on that a few years. Again, you can't, you know, uh, get a tattoo. You can't vote. You can't drink. You can't rent a car. You know, you can't join the army. I mean, there's lots of things you can't do when you're 13, 14, 15. This should be among them. I think any civilized society would agree, but no, the crazy showed up the whole Antifa crowd. They're a bunch of morons. Anyway, they don't even know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're fighting for. They still wear masks because they want to hide their faces. And I don't know what we have for a video. Uh, Chris, Billboard Chris tweeted out a bunch of stuff where he was uh, talking to people and they were confronting him and harassing him and he would try to have a conversation. Uh, they, uh, there was, I think, 10 supporters of, of him, the people on the right side of history, and then there were like 100 of these lunatic, low-life Antifa scum. Uh, the cops handled it well, at least from the video I saw, the cops handled it well. The media, of course, handled it just the way you'd expect, including, sadly, the Boston Herald, which bums me out that they, they, the media is so dishonest, which is why we talked a lot about this. I, I, I like to point out whenever it's, whenever it's obvious, whenever it's really blatant, just how corrupt the media is. And they just keep lying. They just keep lying about this. Uh, this is the Boston Herald. I did. I don't even want to look at the globe. The globe did a story on this and I can't read it. And I'm sure most people don't read it, but they never even tried to talk to Chris, Billboard Chris, the guy who who organized the rally, who showed up with the sign. The reason this all happened, the Globus is so dishonest, they wouldn't even talk to him. <laughs> they wrote a story about this and you know, about the far right protesters. Uh, Boston Herald writes, uh, Boston Children's Hospital transgender healthcare unit continued to draw political attention as left and right wing protesters clashed outside the building. We support trans youth a mass of colorful counter-protesters chanted at a sparse group of opponents wearing messages about medical consent and gender ideology from across the street. This is where they say 10 people um, protested against transgender health care services. That's not true. They protested against surgery on children, life-altering surgery, uh, and and. <laughs> These are in puberty blockers, medications that are just the, the idea that anyone would support giving those to children is beyond belief. Then um, they mentioned the bomb threat to the hospital. We know nothing about that. Uh, and they talked about how uh, it was false. The accusation that they're doing these procedures in uh, Boston Children's. That is not false. It is true. It is on. It was on their own website. They admitted it proudly on their own website. Can't you be honest and just cover this if you want to support, you know, kids mutilating themselves, go nuts, but you can't deny it's happening. Let's watch a little bit of the action. Is this the video where the cop is just shoving the guy? I love this. I'm so sick of watching these people, these punks get into the cops faces and the cops just taking it because they know all the cameras are on them. Well, one Boston cop did his job. He put this punk in his place. Go ahead. Boys, 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 boys,
Get off the street. Go fuck yourself, you trans fuck. Get the fuck out of here, Chris. Fuck you, Chris. Get the fuck out of here, Chris. Imagine wearing a bulletproof vest. You know, if 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 you're on the on that side, these are your allies. These scumbags that they can't have a conversation. There's a couple of videos Billboard Chris put out where he he would literally they would confront him and say, "Would you like to have a conversation?" He would calmly say, "You want to talk about this? Here's what they're doing in there. They're taking some confused twelve year old boy and telling him he can be a girl. All he needs to do is consent to the surgery. Just madness." But they, you know, don't want to talk about specifics. But anyway, good job by Chris. Let's get to, I got, I I got, I don't want to go too long here, but man, we got a lot more to get to. Uh, Let's get to, I I will, I want to do the the video of the, the new non-binary member of SNL, but we'll first let's do uh, Doc Rivers. Let me ask you this. How long is, I've been on Twitter, I think like 12 years now, I think since 2010. It's been a pretty big deal for 10, 12, 15 years now, right? Twitter. Mm. Um, in the early days, people, I remember Ray Allen from the Celtics was, yep. he thought he was, he thought he was tweeting at some, some woman in, in Atlanta, I believe was on a road trip yep. and he was telling him what he was going to do to her that night. And then he and he did, he tweeted it by accident. People didn't know what they were doing back then either. And immediately he said, Oh, I was hacked. And those days you said, Oh wow, maybe he was hacked. It's been years since anyone believes you when you were, say you were hacked. Well, Doc Rivers, who was Ray Allen's coach at the time, apparently still hasn't uh, mastered the whole Twitter thing. Because uh, uh, he got caught over the weekend uh, liking some uh, pretty uh, adult material, uh, including what was one of them, big booed, big booed white women. <laughs> he was, and some trans porn. And uh, I, I, the story's amazing because I guess some people still might believe it, but does, does anyone really believe he was hacked? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, as, as New York Post writes, Ryan Glass and Spiel writes in the New York Post, he said it was only a matter of time before we learned that Doc Rivers was hacked. Friday night, while much of the sports world was preparing for a football weekend, internet sleuths started detecting some bizarre behavior from Doc Rivers' Twitter account, the Sixers coach was liking uh, other adult content. Uh, And here is, this is an NBC sports reporter in Philadelphia, John Clark. I'm told Doc Rivers' Twitter account was hacked and the Sixers were able to undo the likes and they are getting this account back in full working order. Doc Rivers was informed by a friend about the bizarre activity on his account is being taken care of by the team. All right, John Clark. I mean, I, I pointed out that Scott Pelley has, has, has less dignity than some crack whore, you know, selling her blood for drug money. This guy is, uh, I mean, he's not, this is pathetic. A reporter pretending that he's actually hacked. I mean, honest to God, have some dignity. Do your job. Uh, Paul Hudrick, who edits Liberty Ballers, the Sixers blog, said, confirmed to her source that Doc's account was compromised and the team was working overnight to address it. Yeah, you know what they addressed it? They said, hey, Doc, 
Were you drunk? Could you just take down those likes? You're not supposed to be liking. What's the tran? Uh, let me see. The tran, tran account. Apparently there is an, here's what this reporter wrote. Apparently there's still an issue re- resetting his password. The team, the team is working with Twitter to resolve Doc Rivers bio and his uh, Twitter account says father 76er and Maywood native. That's all. Uh, he liked what, what's the, uh, it's on the screen female, right now. She, she male. <laughs> uh, you got the, uh, yeah. Sissy Marco. <laughs> small penis, tiny penis, some real vulgar stuff. <laughs> Uh, cross dresser, and what's the other one? The other uh, kind of big booty white girls or something? Oh yeah, let me get that. I mean, he so he probably had a few drinks and he uh, got sloppy. But you just take down the likes and say, you know, I was just uh, curious. I was curious. It's on the screen. Yeah. Content nudity. Uh, no one believes you. I mean, it's not fat ass white girls throwing it back. He liked that. So there was a video attached to this, correct? Uh, fat. I don't, I don't even want to see that fat ass white girls, but doc says he was hacked. Uh, he wasn't hacked. Judging but, by yeah. uh, his previous likes, that might be a ruse as well. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Cause he likes some of that uh, transgender porn. He sure mm. does. Uh, but you know, he's working, they work, the Sixers are working with Twitter. I can't wait for the first time he tries to get stern with Joel Embiid and he's like, listen, (laughs) get get out of my face. That ass white girls. Uh, there was a big story involving BYU over the weekend and, uh, hate crimes, you know, at a game involving BYU. It's not, not the Duke girl, not the Duke volleyball player making something up. This actually happened. Yes. When these things happen, we ask for proof. We ask that anyone, you know, get it on tape. Anyone get it on their phone, record it. In this case, yes, they did. Oregon fans, Oregon v. BYU, Oregon versus BYU in Oregon. Uh, And the fans had a vulgar anti-Mormon chant, and it was all caught on tape. I wonder how much of the mainstream media that spent days talking about the phantom made-up racial slurred BYU will even mention this today, but uh, you want to just play the, the sound from the crowd. This is the crowd at the BYU uh, Oregon football game. Okay. That's pretty clear what they were doing. Yep. Pretty Pretty obvious, pretty clear. Fuck the Mormons. That is uh, actual, actually at a game, actual, crowd and now i guess everybody is apologizing that's kind of the way it works everybody's you know the ad and there's actually a twitter account um for the fan section and oregon games and they've tweeted out their apologies i guess that's all you can do and uh man what, 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 i guess you could try to identify the specific people who said that but we'll ask the uh the usual uh question what if they were saying you know, F the, the Muslims. What if they were saying F the Jews? <laughs> they would be the biggest story in the country. They would be identifying each and every one of them, kicking them out of school, arresting them, charging with hate crimes. Uh, this is from Fox News. It said media outlets like CNN and MSNBC overlooked the recent incident involving Oregon Duck fans 
shouting obscenities. Over the weekend, videos emerged of fans loudly shouting F the Mormons during a game. Uh, Utah Governor Spencer Cox shared a video, of, uh, shared one video of fans chanting on his Twitter account, calling the chant an example of religious bigotry. Religious bigotry is alive and well and celebrated in Oregon. You know, Oregon has a lot of Mormons too, which is a little weird, but how does a kid in college, you know, you're a college student, you're supposed to have be reasonably intelligent. How do you think this is okay? And how do you think they're not going to catch it on video? I mean, these kids should be punished just for being stupid. The University of Oregon's interim vice president apologized, saying the university apologizes for the despicable chance um, by some University of Oregon fans. There's no place for hate, bias, or bigotry. These actions are unacceptable. Uh, anything from uh, Jamel Hill or uh, LeBron James that you've seen? No, I actually looked at him. No. Nothing from the New York Times or Washington Post, not even a mention. And what if they said F the, uh, the uh, people of color? What if they said that? Oh, that would have been what a Mormon story. Yeah. The Hispanics. What are they? I, mean, I guess Mormons, you're allowed to mock. I mean, hell, the Book of Mormons, which is the single worst play. I haven't seen a lot of plays in my life, but an absolute piece of garbage. I walked out. It was just so awful. Really? And funny. It's so awful and unfunny. Truly awful. Awful. I'm just mocking nerdy, straight, you know, sober Mormons for two hours. You might it be the, the first person I've heard say something negative about it. It absolutely sucks. I walked out, you know, I saw it in London, in London, back before that old lady died. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> it was a different um, time. Different time. Um, but uh, it wasn't funny. It, it was, it was stupid. I mean, it, I, I hate that when you say, obviously, they would never do Book of whatever Allah, you know, the, 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 the Quran, let's make fun of Muslims. Let's make fun of Jews. Let's make fun of whatever. Mormons are easy. They dress them up like nerds and, uh, just, just mock them for two hours. It sucks. But, uh, I, I got to, I don't have a vivid memory of all the, the jokes, but I'm guarantee you that it was, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as the newest character on Saturday night live. This is amazing. Saturday night live dumped a bunch of you want people. To you want to do Shea first? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I thought I already did Shea. I haven't done Shea. Okay, we'll do Shea. Then we'll do the newest character. And um, you're not going to believe this, but I can't even say it. Their name. How stupid is that? Okay, I'm not going to say it, all right? I don't have to say it. Her name is Meat Brick. She says, that's what she says, Meat Brick. Speaking of bricks. Let's uh, do Shea Concrete. You know what they can do for you. you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one, Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be that envy of the neighborhood they remove the old steps bring in new steps within hours you got a whole new look and your house is looks better and it's worth more this isn't just an uh this isn't an expense this is an investment an upgrade in your home with one phone call shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience in a few hours you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it 
You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I got to get this up. Uh, this story is unbelievable. The, they dumped a bunch of people on SNL. Some people are wondering, will they, will they be less political? Will they be go back to their roots and make fun of everyone? Will they actually mention, you know, Hunter Biden, have a Hunter Biden character? Will, uh, I know they dumped that uh, Kate McKinnon, I believe. She's so awful. So we won't have any more, you know, musical tributes to Hillary Clinton. Uh, maybe they'll actually have a funny Biden or a funny Kamala Harris. Nah, probably not. This is from Daily Wire. Saturday Night Live has added its first non-binary cast member. And no, it's not the return of Pat. That was that androgynous character from like 20 years ago, played by Julia Sweeney. You couldn't tell whether it was a man or a woman. The long-running NBC show, which critics say is more woke than funny, announced this new lineup and it includes Molly Kearney, uh, who goes by Meat Brick on social media and identifies as neither male nor female. Okay, just Get this out of the way. She's female. Okay. She's female. She's had a career. She's, you know, a, a stand up. She talks about being a lesbian. She's a big fat. Uh, believe it or not, was this a story? One of these stories says she reminded, uh, she's like a, oh, here it is. Uh, this guy tweets out, who is he? Bill Brasky tweets out. Uh, he says, I don't have to tiptoe around this anymore. Here is stand up from Molly that I was referring to says funny, but there's definitely a lot of Matt Foley in her delivery. Uh, I'm sorry. He writes in their delivery. And I'm going to say it again. You can change your name and your dress and say, I want to be a girl. You can't distort the English language. There, they is plural period. You could be she, he, whatever, call yourself. You can't be they. All right. I'm so, so silly. They, uh, well, they is a new, they're going to have to say that on the show and in all their press appearances, they pretend this big woman is a they. She's a woman. I mean, just why can't you just be a big, obnoxious lesbian? You know, be whatever. Rosie O'Donnell had a pretty good career. Be Rosie. Why do you have to be they? Anyway, so I'm thinking Matt Foley. Well, wow, that's Chris Farley. That's high praise. If she's like Matt Foley, and she's big and loud and crazy. And maybe they found something here. Well, I made the mistake of clicking on her uh, stand-up, uh, her YouTube this morning to watch her stand-up. And uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to affect the jury here. But it's so incredibly awful. I guess I understand why she got the job. <laughs> it's their first non-binary character on SNL. It's not their first absolutely awful comedian, just awful. This is, uh, I, I watched about three minutes, not a chuckle, not a giggle, not a guffaw, not a laugh, not a smile. It's so awful. This is her. And I assume when you post this to YouTube, it's supposed to be like your a material, you know, it's not just you, you know, practicing at home. She's on stage at some big club and this is her best material. Go ahead. Let's listen. First two people I decided to come out to are my two brothers, because they're my boys, y'all. And I said, it was before Uber, so I said, hey, fellas, get in the van. Mom's driving us to the bar. I got something to tell you. And we blacked out, so um, 
The only thing I kind of remember saying to them was I grabbed their necks and I said, brothers, I like my bagels like I like my boobies and that's two at a time in my hands. And then I squeezed their necks real tight. So I had to come out to them again properly the next morning. <laughs> my one brother's like, Maldal, you said it was obvious. How would we know you were gay? And I said, well, uh, I had a bowl cut till I was 13 and a half by choice. Okay, I signed up for sixth grade softball so I could wear the pants. And I wore my all that t-shirt till it disintegrated off of my body. These are the same two brothers that when I was 10 years old convinced me that my birth name was not Molly Carney, but it was in fact Meat Brick. Meat Brick. They made a fake birth certificate and crinkled it up and burnt the edges. And I was like, this is my destiny. So little Meat Brick went to school the next day in my jumper and I went up to Sister Karen's desk and I said, Sister Karen, something's come up. I will not be answering to Molly anymore. You will call me Meat Brick. Went back to my desk, signed my math paper Meat Brick like I was Oprah. And my friends started calling me MB and I love nicknames. Uh, I gave myself my own nickname uh, the summer before and I was like, Dad, You'll call me sport, or we're not talking for the whole summer. So my dad and I didn't talk for an entire summer. Dude, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, you do, you do, you do these comedy podcasts with uh, uh, with Blind Mike, right? Yes. So you're you're sort of an expert. <laughs> can you explain? Can you summarize that? Explain that. Give me a review of that absolute dreck. That 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 wasn't even. A, if that were a like a talent show for sixth graders, I'd say, okay, I, I guess you're trying, you know, she is trying to sound like Chris Farley. Without the laughs. Yeah, exactly. Without, without the humor. Well, could you that's, hear, that's, could you hear the laughs? Stuff. Yeah. Could you hear the laughs? It was all women. You could hear it. it, it, it there were a couple where there were no laughs. She thought mm -hmm. it was a kind of a a, a punchline and mm -hmm. she'd say it and they'd be like, huh? Huh? Is okay. That, is that, it? that person was got this plum job. This is a big deal for a comedian, stand up comedians. They all audition. I had a good friend audition one time, thought he was going to get the role, uh, get the gig at SNL. Didn't make it. Uh, he, he was funny as hell. He used to lead the uh, improv asylum in Boston and he was brilliant. I uh, was worked on our show years ago and I thought he was a shoe in a lock because he could imitate anybody. He was just funny as hell. Great writer. Didn't make the cut. That person did meat brick is going to be on every week doing Things is going to write sketches like that. Well, you know, with that, <laughs> that is so incredibly awful. I mean, honestly, I didn't ex have high hopes. She uh, exceeded them. <laughs> she is, that is so awful. Oh, I'm sorry. They exceeded them. They, I mean, you, you have to be just a narcissist to say, I don't want to be she. Obviously, you could be a lesbian. You could be a big, loud, obnoxious lesbian, and people even pretend you're funny. You'll get jobs. You get the greatest job in comedy. You'll get, you know, you're famous. Why do you have to go through this nonsense to say, call me they? And it's just going to be like Demi Lovato in a couple months. You can say, I'm going to go back to she. It's too confusing. All right. Go back to she now. Meat brick.
Is they going to call her Meat Brick on the show? Yeah. Keenan Thompson, Meat Brick. <laughs> meat <yay. laughs> Oh, God. So if you were hoping SNL was cleaning house, getting rid of some of the hacks and bringing in some real talent, uh, your hopes have been dashed. This is probably, she's probably going to be in every skit. They love the fat girls. That Didn't they just lose that 80? A.D. Bryan or Amy Bryan, her name is. What I will say is she, she does dumped. look like she has some life, so she could be all right if she's not if writing. Someone else is writing. Yes. If someone else is writing the material. Yes. Maybe. But God, that was awful. That was, that was at a club that people paid money and bought drinks and had to sit there and listen to say, I don't even get it. My father said he wouldn't talk to me. He said, call me sport. Okay. He didn't talk to me. What's the joke? She but looks like anyway. uh, she looks like Chris Farley when he would do the the sketches with David Spade and Sandler when they dress up like women in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I assume she's going to make fun of her fatness and you know her whatever goofy dressing like a slob that kind of thing that whole whatever Roseanne thing she compared herself to Roseanne in that skit in that stand up and that's good do Roseanne be vulgar be loud obnoxious. But just don't just and be a lesbian and be Molly or be meat brick if you want. You just can't be they. I don't know why you care. <laughs> She's not they. She's not they. Anyway, we didn't even get to the NFL. I have all these NFL thoughts. Quickly, the Patriots won, but it was not a good day for the Patriots. They won because uh, their defense, the offense did not have a good game. Mac Jones did not have a good game. Mitch Trubisky sucks, and he almost beat him. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is terrible. I had to I, I had to double check this. I knew he got drafted high. He was second overall. Pat Mahomes was tenth, I believe. Deshaun Watson was twelfth. The Chicago Bears saw that stiff, who on third and eight was throwing two yard passes. That stiff, who doesn't feel the rush, who has you know, he's just terrible instincts. And they picked him while Patrick Mahomes was on the board. Uh, they 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 got the win. It's big. They're happy. They're on the road. But who else also going to win? New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins had a spectacular game. If Tua is turns out to be a good quarterback, the Patriots are in trouble. They're the third best team in the division, period. And yesterday, Tua threw for six touchdowns, including, I believe, four in the fourth quarter. Had an amazing come, came back from three touchdowns down in the fourth quarter. Just a remarkable game. That is not good for the Patriots. They've already lost to them once. The Jets have life behind Joe Flacco. By the way, how bad is Kenny Pickett if he can't beat out Mitch Trubisky? And at what point do you say Trubisky can't do this job? I know their line stinks. They got all kinds of issues. But how many times did he check down and dump it off when he should have gone down the field? He is awful. Also, the Jets beat the Ravens. So the Patriots are playing the Ravens this week. So that's not good. You would have preferred they win and beat your division rival. But uh, it was kind of an ugly game. Did they cover? I don't even know. Yes, the Patriots did. Yeah, they were oh, good, it was minus two and a half. Yeah, that's the only uh, that's the only pick that you and I got right. I got all the other picks wrong. I thought. I, what yeah. else was it? Yeah, you went you went one and four. I went one and five. <laughs> wow. So How did uh, Montante do? Uh, he went three and three. Boy, I am struggling. I gotta I gotta do my research, but uh, we'll see. We'll we'll. Uh, uh, tonight, we got Josh Allen playing, so that's good. Don't we? Tonight's Josh Allen, right? I believe yes. so, yeah. I love watching him play, but uh, we will uh, see how it goes for the Patriots. It, it's just, it just feels ugly. They don't have the playmakers. Now you see why they gave up the, the, 
Dolphins gave up like five picks for Tyreek Tyre Hill, who's a scumbag, but is an amazing player, a game changer. You need guys like that. That's my that's my expert analysis. You need guys who can get open and, and change games and get down the field and get behind the defense. Patriots don't have one of them. The Dolphins do. Dolphins have a couple of them. But uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll get uh, – get into that more on Thursday with Montante when we lick our wounds and add up the numbers. And he's trying to get me to bet, make, put some money on all my picks. Thank God I haven't. I'd be getting smoked right now. <laughs> I have not a lot, but I have. <laughs> yes, you have. Did you put five bucks on the, on the Patriots? Or yeah, what? that's what I'm just doing. I'm just throwing five bucks on everything just because I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll pick. I might as well put money on it. And it's not going well. Well, Anyway, we'll uh, get into that later in the week. We will leave it there for now. Did I miss anything important here, Ironhead? So much on uh, on a weekend like this. Oh wait, uh, they're still walking through the streets of uh, London with the with the casket with the old lady's remains. She's still dead. I can't wait to get back to Pierce Morgan and Sharon Osbourne analyzing the monarchy. God, what silliness! But that will do it. Thanks to everyone for watching, listening, and comment. Didn't get to a lot of comments, but man, there's a lot there. Try to do that uh, tomorrow. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents, and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution.